are now tuned in to The Takeover with Kristen and Christine. Listen, man. The things we just watched. I need to witness in real life. Nah. I think So anybody willing to go to a strip club with me, nah, let me know because Christine that will not be is a not about event. it. That will not be a takeover That event. needs to I be a takeover of, well, I don't yeah, know. I don't know if I can take over no, that I event. can't take it over because I'm not I equipped. I can't take over because you see what equipped. they do. I'm not equipped. Mm-hmm. I told you, I could do the choreography parts. That's not a problem because that look very like minuscule. Shout out to All of that the is sack. choreography though. Okay, that, no, 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 that's next on the pole level. And legs turn up and turn over. Some of that look like freestyle things. Like, you could practice them things, but that's freestyle. It's not like she said, okay, so today I'm gonna flip this up in the air. And she's like, okay, what should I do next? But she okay, like, this is the next? trick. Like, mind. you gotta practice the trick. You think she was just sliding down the pole? Right, with her but legs, that's not no choreo. Hands? Choreo was like rehearsed stuff that you do in a certain order. That was. You freestyling. So, so her twerking was was rehearsed. That's what I said. The twerking is more choreo because all the girls were doing the same thing oh, they in a line. At the same time? Yes. Mm, okay. But also, it's like they black. You know, like we we automatically fall into rhythm. Oh my! But they was all doing here. the same movement. That's what I'm saying. They was okay. all doing the same thing. I feel you. I cannot do the next level stuff. The minute you introduce that that pole, no, 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 thank you. Listen, but, you, you could be, listen, them girls are healthy, okay? They that's healthy, great. they strong. <laughs> that's great. They, imagine what your legs could do if you over here holding on to a pole. And my legs are doing teeth. just fine as they are, you <laughs> feel me? I don't need to witness listen, or experience any of that. Somebody take me, so if, if you're not going to go to a strip club with me, then you got to go to a pole dancer class. I could do that. Okay, then we're going to learn strip moves. Okay, so... <laughs> The takeover, one of the goals for the takeover is to go to a pole dancing class. We'll arrange that. Yes. Um, but Magic City might not be for me. Well, where we did go <laughs> and witness, we didn't know she was a stripper at first, but, um, or former dancer. Dancer. Her, it was her last dance her that last we just watched. Dance, okay. But it was Miss Gigi Maguire mm-hmm. and Miss Stephanie Santiago. Yes. And L'Oreal. Okay. And of course, yes. Miss Angela Yee, all at Lip Service Live. Mm-hmm. It was Angela Yee's first Lip Service Live. It was held in what's the it's Highline Ballroom. Highline Ballroom. It was my yeah. first time there. Same. It was very pretty inside. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I don't know, they got it all figured out. Every time I go to places like that, like nighttime vibes mm-hmm. um club-esque vibes but specifically because they it's a space that you can put on a show mm-hmm. and so I, I go there i'm like wow it's a whole business and it's a like they have processes behind these things from and, the from the nice couches that they had up mm-hmm. front to the chairs that we had up on the balcony all right <laughs> <laughs> um to VIP, the stage, yeah, stage. VIP, to the mm-hmm. um, meet and greet sections, yeah, the bar to the side the where ability for the people were standing up, bar to the back, yes, yeah, um, the ability for people to hide, like the guests or the entertainment or the artists or whoever is right, showing out at, right. for that night, yeah, and then the stage and just having the different setups, whether it was for a smaller group of people or when it was the entire Hustle Gang who also came. Hustle Gang. That was also there. They came like 10 strong. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> they was lit though. Uh, I mean, like aesthetically. Okay. Aesthetically, I feel like rolling with a crew that deep is like so... Mm, they looked on point. Yeah. They oh, looked their like outfits a crew. were impeccable. Yeah. It didn't look like, okay, this person's coming from here. This person, like They looked like a Hustle Gang. Like hustle they gang. was getting it together. Mm-hmm. Um... Also, of course, Miss Notori Nowton was there. 
Yes. Oh, she was fixing everybody's business. If you don't know, she's none other than Tasha from the hit show Empire. Um, so Whoa! Was- Tasha? Empire? Oh, fuck. <laughs> and we know we're going to keep that one in there. We're going to keep that shit in there. Wow. Tasha from Power. Wow. wow. Y'all can flame me. How could flame you? Me. Take it. Flame me. Cookie is going to be so flame upset. Me. Flame me. Flame me. Flame me. Damn. But yes, Notori Nowton was there from Power. And I mean, there were these other two women, but I wasn't really... Anyways. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I forgot their names. The one was um, a former uh, girlfriend, uh, girlfriend of, Michael, of Phelps. Michael Phelps. And the other one, I can't remember. I think she's, she was talking about how she's been with a bunch of people Ballers. in the industry. Yeah. But I don't remember her name. And I didn't know her from... I didn't know them from before, and I didn't know that they'd be there. Right. I mean, the questions that Angelique, Stephanie, L'Oreal, and Gigi asked her, and the conversation that they all had was, like, very interesting. So. Yeah. It also made me think about the ideas of like what can spur on a podcast. So thinking about how our podcast came along from just being a radio show to now coming to you all in podcast form and even like tweaking the way in which we bring segments to you all in this um, format as opposed to our previous format and even thinking about, okay, so who thought of Lip Service Live and Mm -hmm. who thought of the name and how did they come together and how did they decide that it was going to be for um, hosts and how do they get their, you know, guests on point and think about different things to ask each time or, you know, just how to make different types of guests blend together because you can have someone like these two women that they had in the beginning and then immediately after you add in the Tory now and then you take them out and then you have Hustle Gang. Mm-hmm. But everything just seemed to flow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then just knowing, like, they have a lot of personalities on that stage all at one time. To be able to seamlessly do that together, mm-hmm. it, it's giving me hope for us when we finally having have our guests on our show just to think about, you know, how do we accommodate for all the amazing talent that will be in one space? Mm-hmm. The so voices. That, the, I mean, we think about that all the time with us because think mm-hmm. about how we usually speak to each other and mm-hmm. how you have to make sure that it's tweaked for people that are listening that do not know that we like finish each other's thoughts or like jump over each other sometimes so it it could sound um cacophonous right okay (laughs) it could sound like we at each other like really it's just like it's just the energy going Uh back and forth mad excited by everything yeah um i think what was also cool was (laughs) we were sitting there we was like what is this thing called vim vixen vim vixen vim vixen then we Mm. were like Vim. Oh, Vim. V-I-M. Y'all know about Vim. If Vim. you a real one, you know about Vim. They had okay. one on Flatbush and I believe it was Linden, like right Listen. off of Flatbush and Linden. Currently, they have a gym there, so Vim is no more. I'm crying. Vim from, is no longer. From from Vim to gym. From Vim to gym. <laughs> Listen, but I'm not even going to lie. I, man, I bought my first pair of sneakers ever. Like, my money. From Vim. Vim. Right out of Vim. And now they have this new line called Vim Vixen Mm -hmm. that all the women on the show were wearing and supporting, which actually, do you know that I saw Vim Vixen branding on a um, yellow cap not too long ago? Yes, they're everywhere. Yes, well... They got to get in where they fit in. Get in they're like, okay, so in. like you said, you got to figure out what works when you transition it from something to something else. So for us, radio show to podcast, thinking about what is that transition like? Where the sponsors them, at? Right. For them, where the sponsors at? <laughs> <laughs> but for them, it was like, okay, so we're the sneaker store. We got a bunch of clothes. How are we getting into this whole um, culture of Fashion social Nova. media? 
fashion overtaking over. Like they can't let fashion oh, overtake right. over. Right. Let me like, get so some Vim Vixen piece? in there. Okay. Right. So it was really cool to see that they were, you know, they were giving away um, a gift card to it. Unfortunately, we didn't win, but whoever won, <laughs> they getting some new Vim Vixen stuff in time for the holidays. Let Gigi was in her cat suit. That was quite the something. What? Her body's also quite the something. <laughs> right. L'Oreal like, was in her little pink jumpsuit. Head oh, that to was toe. so pretty. I like that yeah. one. Yeah. And what was Stephanie wearing again? Them boots was all types of fleeky. Yes. She had thigh um, high boots, right? Mm-hmm. And Angela's um little outfit was cute. Angela came out with a weave, y'all. And she said, okay, we're going to stunt today. She said, I wear my the hair back and wavy, forth. Okay. okay. She had, um, what, what mm. part is this? It's like a side the part. The side part. The deep side yes, part. Yes, it was beautiful. Mm. But um, just the things that they were talking about was also just hilarious. Uh, informative. Very informative, you know. I didn't know about the term intersex. To be honest, like mm -hmm. I had heard about it, but then to actually like have someone on the panel talk about their experiences as being a part of that community. Um, Notori Nowton was talking about like whether or not you tell um, your what what kind of pillow talk do you have with your man when you're talking about your girls. Um, it Ooh, was just yeah. It was like, what do you tell your friends mm -hmm. about your man? What do you tell your man about, about your, your friends? friends? Do you even talk about certain things? Because it can, it can, and will be used against you, right. not in the court of law. Like, oh, they got the thigh high boots up here. That's what I'm saying. Oh, wait, look at that! Wow, 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 wow! It's sixty dollars. Listen, the price point is not too too bad. Oh, that's beautiful! Wow, y'all have to take a look at this. It's shopvimvixen.com, oh, and they have Angelique up here, and oh yeah, and L'Oreal. And L'Oreal. So the outfits, the outfits were definitely They're on point. Beautiful. Vim Vixen is they really. Got shoes, listen, if you want to sponsor us, Vim Vixen, by all means, bring <laughs> us some, some money, some things, some free things. We will definitely okay. let you I know. I wear. Yes. But yes, what were you saying that I cut you off when I saw these beautiful thigh high boots? I was talking about just the different things that people were talking about. So. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, they did teach us about um, sexual hygiene. Oh yes. Um, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Specifically, ladies. Yes. Um, use the bathroom after you um have you know finish an intercourse. Right? Um, and um, make sure you take that shower. I mean, that should be a given. But. Yeah, but you know, not everybody knows. You know, I feel like sex ed is not no specifically mm -hmm. sex ed is not talking talking class, and they don't teach you nothing about love. I kid you. <laughs> like, I I literally have sit, sat there. I'm like, yo, I googled a couple stuff because I'm mm -hmm. like. How why work? do people? Because me and you. Oh, this is gonna get real critical <laughs> right now, but um. <laughs> Caution, okay. <laughs> we talk about platinum pumps, right? We talk about platinum pins, right? So <laughs> we're like, why is why are these people so attracted to these people? And this is me, like, not being scientific at all, not understanding how just trying actual to fathom sex works. Just not even to this is me literally coming up with like, how are these people so attached to each other? How? how? <laughs> so I googled it one day because I'm like, there has to be a reason. That, cause I know, I know people. I've heard it before. Her first stories of people getting hooked on, you know, other people's genitalia and stuff like that. <laughs> so, but they people fall in love. Okay, you know that for the D challenge, like people do. I do the man for the D. I put it around for the D. You know, I take it around for the. You put it down for the. But um, yeah. So I might just skip another town for the D. People be doing crazy things for the D, apparently, according to Lip right. Service Live. So I had to Google it. I'm like, so what is it about sexual intercourse that 
makes people so attracted. And it's like people are releasing hormones with each other. And like women specifically mm-hmm. release a lot more hormones with um to their to their counterpart, their sexual mm-hmm. counterpart. And that can like draw you into mm. somebody. Yeah. And there's a lot more technical terms of please Google. I'm telling you, there's a lot of things that yes. they do not teach you in school. And then you yes. turn to college and everybody just wow and raging hormones. And you trying and- to wonder like why is it like this? Well, yeah. Or you get a certain age in high school or junior high school or that age and you're like, okay, so stuff is going on. My parents barely have talked to me about it. Like my mom has talked to me about it a lot, but mm-hmm. like I didn't know about hormones being released during sex and like what that can do. Mm-hmm. Like I knew hormones were being released, obviously, mm-hmm. but like I didn't know what that can do in terms of attraction. Mm-hmm. Like those things are not specifically laid out. So I feel like having a podcast, um, like Angela Yee's where Lip Service Live, they get into like these um, conversations that people don't necessarily People shy have. away from Yeah, people them. shy away from. I feel like it's so necessary because this is a whole seg- sector of education that is not covered. Mm-hmm. And it's also one thing that we've always um, thought about when thinking about our own podcast is the delivery. So how are we teaching people certain things or mm-hmm. how are we bringing information to our audience and you never want to make it seem like oh you're end all be all know it all because there are some people out there who are exactly like that but what sense is that if you're not going to be able to make an impact to as many people as possible who can relate to you on certain things and so I think what automatically you know draw my drew my attention when it came to experiencing lip service live was knowing like no one was speaking above or higher than anybody Mm -hmm. else like they were on your level they were like okay well this is this and this is that and that's how i feel it and yeah and then they um, all had different experiences and different mm -hmm. opinions and they literally was like no i do it this way no i like it this way no i say this this way and and this must happen first, second, third. No, I like it in a different order. And <laughs> that was it. Um, and then, of course, Mr. T.I. had to come and show out with all of his high superfluous vocabularies. And mm-hmm. yeah. I, I mean, it's so amazing to me. Shout out to T.I. <laughs> but it's so amazing to me how you can have such a, a verbose mm. um, speech, you know, like verbose language. Mm-hmm. And yet your vernacular is vernacular, but your ideas sometimes feel so antiquated. <laughs> but that's just me. I was literally sitting there like basically what? using some big words, but you ain't really saying nothing. Like, but I digress. Yeah. <laughs> all in all, I think it was a great event, especially knowing that you know, uh, Kristen was saying this to me a couple nights ago. She was like, "Yo, Christine, do you know where we started? Where? And do you see where we are now?" It's like seeing where the potential can be. So who knows, you know, the takeover can have a live. The takeover can can do things like that. And to see Lip Service has been around for such a long time and this is their first ever Lip Service Live. What a successful event. Um, I wish you all nothing but the utmost success. Another huge shout out, have to give out to Miss Paris Guy. Um, She hooked us up with some little tickets, you know free beverages on her and Angela Yee and the team and you know it's only up from here for not only lip service live but for the takeover as well yes all right y'all well that was our takeover and you know this coming week you know we also saw something that you guys will be hearing about in our next episode but all I'm gonna say is red life I ride for my guys. It's the bro code. 
Okay, y'all. But yeah. I'm sure they saw it. It'll come up in next episodes. Yep. But up next is Blacklight. And our Blacklight this week is from Lawrence Lindell of Lawrence Lindell Studios, who has this amazing um, book series that he has. Um, One of them is called Black Boy with Love. Another one is called Hey People of Color. Another one is called Couldn't Afford Therapy, So I Made This. And I think all of these are just so amazing considering um, the types of and um black people that it's trying to target so one thing i'll dial it back a little Lawrence lindell is sort of like a um a cartoon artist a cartoonist and he uses his cartoons to talk about the black experience specifically with black boy with love he has a lot of things here talking about tell me about yourself and he says um this one says um let's see i'm 58 and i have ptsd and bipolar we still good for coffee or nah the next one says, we're not crazy. Some days I have to, I have up to five to six silent anxiety episodes related to my bipolar and PTSD and so on and so forth. Just talking about the real experiences of black men, humanizing them. And I think what's so, um, you know, stunning about his cartoons is that he makes them socially and culturally relevant. So he has these boys in, you know, hoodies um, resembling, you know, things like Trayvon Martin, um, when he passed away and, you know, the iconic hoodie, um, idea, you know, they also have, um, from Hey People of Color, he talks a lot about just the experiences of people of color saying like, brown, um, brown skin girl, your dreams can happen, you're important, um, black girl, your skin is magic, your voice is power, you are life, and these are coming from, um, Black boys are saying these to black girls. Dark skin girl, may your dreams be as rich as your skin. Just affirmations that are coming from the black male voice, which I think, you know, black women need to hear sometimes from their black male um, counterparts. Um, and, of course, that mental health factor, just thinking about it before we talked about it in previous episodes, just about the stigma behind uh, mental health within, you know, POC and thinking about how we can reach people where they're at. Once again, cartoons. Not anything, you know, that can go over someone's head. Literally, or not anything that people don't want to engage with. Like, I mean, right. not everybody wants to read a dissertation on, um, what you call it, on mental health mental disorders, health disorders and awareness, and, and the stigma that's plaguing black men and recidivism exactly. rates and not all type of jobs. But you can look at this, and like, even if you're not reading the actual text itself, right? You mm-hmm. can look at the pictures and be like, okay, I identify mm-hmm. the uh, facial expression is something that I have had, or I know somebody who has that, mm-hmm. and then you can be like, oh, maybe that person is suffering from anxiety, Ex- yeah. depression. Like and it is, I feel like to break it down in such creative ways is so amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and also finally, just thinking about the visual aspect of it. So, our kids more and more often are becoming a lot more visual learners um, with social media mm-hmm. and things like that. You know, you can you can hit them with the words, and I think words are even from segments that we talk about here, like words. Words and thoughts have molding powers. powers, And so reading is quite essential. Reading is fundamental, as they always say. But, you know, those visuals that you see are just as impactful. Um, And to put those two together in such a seamless way allows for different stories to reach different types of people. So that's the blacklight that I wanted to um, show. You know, he started from a Patreon um, which is how he was able to fund his his mm-hmm. projects. To now he's selling his books. Um, so you can find Black Boy with Love, 
hate people of color and couldn't afford therapy, so I made this from lawrencelindellstudios.bigcartel.com. I'm pretty sure you can also just Google Lawrence Lindell or any of the names of the titles, and you'll be able to find where you can buy them as a cute holiday gift for any and anybody. So that's our black light. Beautiful. Next up, we got... New music, new music. I love how you said that. Next, you said this week I'd be the one saying it, but oh, but you fell right into that trap. I did. That. Listen, next one she's saying it. Uh huh. I mean, she said that last week. I'm gonna just sit here and be like, "We gonna sit." <laughs> so um, yes new music yes what'd you, what'd my selection pick? this week was very hard actually um it was very hard to pick it was but you picked well i thank you i appreciate that uh so i was inspired by ti and um hustle gang and tokyo jets yes i you're not gonna let let it down easy got you got easy. you got you about her, whatever <laughs> but yeah so um obviously she i mean he was the only person i knew on the bill, basically, when I saw mm-hmm. Angelie Lip Service Live. Yeah. So then, because when I thought of Hustle expecting. Gang, I didn't immediately think Young Dro. I did not at all. I did. You know, Bob is a part of Hustle Gang. Yeah, I watched that. I watched the Breakfast Club interview. That's and I was crazy. Like, yeah, but um, yes, I I really associated with him, and then also I think they have Pretty Hustle, and then they have Hustle Gang. So they've always mm. had these. And this is when they had reality show and they would be the the markers, like the businesses. So mm-hmm. I always thought of it as not as a, a, a artist collective, but I thought of it as actually like a company Corporation. or something. Yeah, right. So it is that, but um, it also is, as I said before, this collective of, of artists. So when we saw them walk on stage, I was blown away. I was like, wow, this is a gang. Not by, and not even by them though. I was not blown away by them. <laughs> I mean, they look great, as I said before. <laughs> but I was blown <laughs> Away by Tokyo Jets. Listen, <laughs> thank you for that. Homegirl had a impeccable weave. Okay? Like 30 inches straight long. Just and and straight. Listen, no knots, no tangles. She was running her hands through it. It was beautiful. It was silver. Slick. F a gray. It was mm. silver. It was shimmering. <laughs> it was shining. It was beautiful. It was flat. Make sure your weaves are flat, ladies. Yes. It's very, the foundation is very important. Foundation <laughs> is important. To in all things, including oh, your weaves. Okay. <laughs> so I saw that from afar. Okay. I remember we was on the balcony and I looked at that. I was like, wow, this her weave is impeccable. Her style is beautiful. Her face, pretty, pretty. Um, just I don't know. It was just the aesthetic was lit. Just and then her accent, about her, her, her accent. accent. Oh my god, yeah, the the down south, Atlanta. the draw, draw, southern draw. Yeah. So after being inspired by seeing them, I was like, okay, they have this album that they're promoting. It's called We Want Smoke, and I was like, okay, so I'm gonna listen to it. And I actually surprisingly gave it more than one chance, which I feel mm. like because. I don't really listen to it's like southern trap music, yeah. you know. So I don't I don't really listen to that much trap on my own. Mm-hmm. To, I just like hear it on radio mm-hmm. or you know other people suggest it, whatever. So I listened to it and I was confused between "Want Smoke" and "Friends" because one, "We Want Smoke" has a little Caribbean flair, mm-hmm. and we had talked about getting Caribbean music up and through our new music segment, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, somebody Caribbean of Caribbean descent is definitely singing a hook. And, you know, it was a classic. They talk about money, power, respect. Okay. But then Friends came on and I'm like, one, this is the first appearance of Tokyo Jets on the album. Mm-hmm. So now I got to pay respect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two, 
because I'm going, I was going through something this past week with friends or people that consider friends, themselves question friends, mark, friends question or mark. people that I considered friends. Question mark question mark Mm-mm. and i realized that as we go into the new year mm. okay mm. some people need to get chop up and chop mm. up wow, 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 okay wow, 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 wow. and so the, the song friends um yeah so tokyo tokyo just is on the song friends the beat goes hard everybody's voice is very apparent and interwoven and it supports one another so i really like that because they call, they actually like they use her name in the song they rap her name in the song and like it's kind of like they like playing tag like tag you're mm-hmm. in and i think it's so cool because it's like you could go from the playground where you know we first seen friendships emerge and you know stuff like that to to like songs and seeing that little like literal back and forth with each other Mm -hmm. i thought that was great and the message obviously is like we use the term friends very loosely everybody ain't your friend Mm -hmm. and it's a fact in my life um People been acting fugazi. But that's, I got more for y'all later in the, the, the gathering segment. So I'll leave that alone. But yes, please listen to We Want Smoke. It was amazing. Yes. All right, oh, y'all. Actually, the album cover is kind of problematic, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They use headdresses, like Native American headdresses. Yeah. And I don't think any of them are Native American. American. So, yeah. That's what I mean about verbal, verbose. But antiquated. Like, that's a problem. You cannot do that. Yeah. All right, y'all. My new music is coming from Miss Kalani. So, mm-hmm. I've been on the Kalani wave for a while. Like, I can remember back when we were looking for new music for the Takeover radio show. And we had to fill up quotas sometimes. And I was like, yo, the new... um. Cloud 19 is coming out. Like, we need to put some of that on it. Or we need to put, um, you know, some of her, her older songs on it. Like, those things just came out. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was sleeping on her. Because I, I kind of associated her with Janae Aiko. And I... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, her whole body just like, yeah. how dare you disrespect Janae like that? I, I like After, Trip. Okay. I like the album Trip. Okay. But she still... Ow, ow. Something just... Oh, no. <laughs> That's how you react to Janae. I, I know. She's I literally... Just, her body is, like, contorting over here. I just... Uh, Kalani's, like, that chick. I don't know. I Something about her, like, that's always drawn me to her way back to when, like, anti-summer love, like, um, raw and true. Like, she has such old songs that reminded me... I think what it is, and I noticed this, I'm going to talk about this at the end of this, but I realized that I'm definitely an oldies R&B person mm-hmm. more than anything else. Oh, like, for sure. I can, Same. when I wake up in the morning, like, that's what I want to listen to. Like, I always go back to it. When I'm going to sleep, like, I'll probably listen to some old, like, Usher, like, Simple Things, or I'll listen to some Maxwell, or I'll listen to, you know, some Joe, or I'll listen to even some old... Joe. Uh, wow. Yeah, or I'll listen to... Um, Faith Evans has been coming to me a lot. Oh, I love Faith. Recently. Oh, so, God. wait. So, do you do you not listen to like Bright? I know Bryson Taylor is like trap. R&B, I like him, but there's also Daniel Caesar. I'm like, I do everything to the album. Like, I, I like them. I, I go to sleep. I play. Um, I play on the train home. I mm-hmm. play to do work. Like, and I feel like he has that very like authentic R&B vibe, but yeah. it's also very new age yeah i listen to them i think i listen to them but i always have myself going back i've also also found some new other artists that i don't want to say them right now because they might 
show up on my new music for next episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Kelani, just her voice, her style, her dancing. I used to, when she had a new video drop, I would always go watch it. Even her new video that just came out, Honey, it didn't have no dancing in it, but I made sure I had to go watch it. Um, Just her aura. She just feels like one of the homies. And to think that she's only 22 and she's been through so much, like, Mm-hmm. Right. That's for sure. And like we're sitting here as twenty-two year olds as well. And like I'm thinking about her. I'm like, she has a story to tell, and she tells it very well through her um her music. Mm-hmm. And so with this song, I already won. It's sort of in the same line of like what Kristen's song was about, which is like no friends. Like okay, so I don't really need the new friends. It's okay because I already know I already won. Like you, I don't need any validation from anybody else because I already see it in myself. Like. Okay. Mama said, um, Mama said she good, doing what I should. I got the world on my back, city on the map, which she's shouting out Oakland. No time to kick back. Stop giving a damn about when they tell me how I won't make it out. I already won. I already won. Because people are always saying like, oh, she stays, you know, in her hood a lot, you know, things like that, which actually she's had a world tour already. Get your, get it straight. She actually, I think she's had two roundabouts on a world tour. Um, She said, took the road less traveled. Yeah, I'm tired, but I'm so far from the ending. Every day I'm evolving. The world keep turning and God keep giving. And I think like that part of it was like something that stuck with me because I've been sitting with God a little bit more, guys, yes, you know. Um, you know, my ratchet self sometimes has to sit down and be like, God, where is you at right now? And why isn't you, why don't I feel you as much as I should? And I'm realizing it's because, like, I have to sit by myself and allow myself to embrace the changes. I think when being in school for so long, it's like, you're going through the changes as the assignments come. You're going through the changes as, you know, the break comes, you get to go home and see your family, then you're back again. And it's like being on that constant as opposed to now it's like I set a schedule for myself. Like I get to say what I do and do not want to do. I get to set when I take vacation, which is very weird. Um, But all of that coming together saying like taking the road less traveled, like taking time to realize like this is something that not usually people don't do. Taking on a podcast at the age of 22, something that people don't do. We've already won. Despite any trials and tribulations that may come along the way, bumps, we're all prepared for it. Um, and just knowing that, like, I don't need a handout. I don't need nobody to give me something just because that'll make them seem more worthy in my eyes. Like, I already won. If you want to give, then give to what we're doing over here. Give to what I'm doing. But other than that, like... Mm take it somewhere else well, you, you know might repeat that part because that's very important okay mm-hmm. it doesn't matter about if you want to give then give but if you want to give and expect some sort of praise for it then i don't want it that's basically mm-hmm. it because you should give and be grateful to give to something that you know it's going to be growing and evolving and changing just as much as you're seeing it and so you do it because you wholeheartedly want to and so thank you to kalani for just bringing that back to me if you guys want more um kalani to listen to um, cause I know sometimes people have been saying like, oh my God, y'all are putting us on to like really good artists and stuff like that. Um, anti-summer love F with you is a good song. Raw and true. Her mixtape cloud 19 is good. Um, the song you should be here is good. And the most recent project, sweet, sexy, savage is also great. So those are just my things. But the thing I did want to share with you to wrap up the segment is have you done your 2017 wrapped yet? On Spotify? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> see, mine is not even my all my music. It's not accurate because you share it. It's not accurate mm. to for, for all my music. So I, I feel like 
I I did start listening to it. Well, actually, I didn't listen to it because I was listening to a bunch of podcasts today. But I did download um, or save it rather. Mm-hmm. So I saved the Rap Caviar Best of 2017, and then my top mm-hmm. songs 2017. And mm-hmm. I know they had other ones like top female artists, mm-hmm. top male artists, top artists, mm-hmm. all of those of 2017. So my, I mean, but did you do this thing? Where it tells you like how many minutes of music you've oh, listened to all no. year. Wow, that would be interesting because mine will be double the time. Right. I was about to give you the first two things, which you can tell it's not me. Like mm-hmm. coming out strong by future in the weekend. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, that's, that's not true. Definitely a But this says in so this is kind of disrespectful, but I can explain this. So it says I listened to seventeen thousand twenty eight minutes of music, but that's low key disrespectful because. I know people out here that's listening to 34,000, 48,000 easy. So I was wondering to myself, what happened? Why my numbers are so low? One, I listen to music on a couple of other platforms. Right. Two, um, there was this thing at the beginning of the year called the thesis that I was running away from all the things that I absolutely loved. And so I was playing catch up. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's what I did. And then, but I thought what was really cool, I listened to 2,063 different songs and 845 different artists. So that means that, you know, I listened to a, a lot, lot of a lot different of things. Yeah. And I explored apparently 24 genres, which I don't think is that accurate, TBH, because 24 genres, they have things like rap and then pop rap and then like down okay. trap and then things like that. Like they really okay, like they break, break them up. Yeah. Because I was like, oh. Now, let me, now, which one do you think was my top artist? I have Keisha Cole, Kalela, Music Soul Child, Mavado, or Rihanna. I know the answers already, but I'm just asking you what you thought my top artist was. So, I, I, like, I'm picking Keisha the top Cole, three, top two, no, or the top artist, the top. Okay, yeah, Keisha Cole, Kalela, Music Soul Child, Mavado, Rihanna. I want to say, well, who was the third? The third to last person. Uh, Music Soul Child. I would say Music Soul Child because you said you listen to a lot of old R&B. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Rihanna kills the game. Every I literally look at her every day. I'm like, wow, it must be great. It must be great. You it want me to press it? So I think I'm going to take Rihanna for 200. And you are correct. Okay. Now, which song was mine in 2017? Let It Burn, Jasmine Sullivan, Famous, Ty Dolla Sign, Anthem from Zay Hilfiger, Broke Off Your Back, from conscience or no limit, G E Z. What what was the question? <laughs> Which song was yours in two thousand? No limit. No no no. Yeah, that was the that's <laughs> that was G-E-Z. my song. Now yeah, mind you, you, the song just came yeah, yeah, out because you definitely know all the words. So yeah, I I can see that. Now what was my top genre? Indie R and B, hip pop, pop rap, rap. Or, <laughs> or deep indie R and B. Yeah, I don't like the way they do genres. On deep it. indie R and B. Wow. Wait, I gotta actually see. Uh, does it tell you? Oh, you have to choose them. So I have to press it. Okay, so what? What's your top genre? Mm, what's what's hip hop? Wow, that's interesting. Or pop rap? What? That's hard to distinguish. Yeah, I don't know either. Like what? Yeah, but I know. Which I guess one it rapping. Was. But but hip hop is what? Isn't it? Hip hop is hip hop, like straight hardcore hip hop. Think, but I don't know what's the difference between hip hop and pop rap. Wait, don't click nothing yet. Let me think. Okay, um, Quasir. <laughs> what was the top genre? You know what? I'm gonna have to go with pop rap. 
Kristen, you know me so well. Wow, look at me. Ooh. Wow. Bending like a pen. So my Don't top artists were Rihanna, then Eric Bellinger, Vibes Cartel, Ty Dolla Sign, then Tamar Braxton, which I think is quite reflective, ref, a reflection of who I am. Then the top songs were No Limit, then For Your Love by Perez Music, Nobody, Wasian Key, oh, Slide, nice. Calvin Harris, and Weekend from, from Cranium. Featuring if you feel like you want to. And then my top genres were pop rap, rap, R and B, indie R and B, so and then dance pop. I'ma take this quiz knowing that it's for two people because I copy. And then it gives you the podcast. So then they give you the no. Okay. So then they give you your top um hundred songs playlist. Um refuse to act your age. We all know that age is just a number, but the music you pr- you love proves it. So they said that the average person, listener my age, listens to Trap. Down Trap. I told you, Trap wins everything. It's crazy. Look, it says, this is two people. How mm-hmm. much did you have, 17? Yeah. 44,830. Yeah. yeah. That's two people. Yeah. 2,512 different songs, 660 different artists, yeah. 27 genres. Okay. But anyway, so we're not going to get into this because then we're going to be sitting here right. with the stats for the, the longest. But it's cool, y'all. So if y'all want to know how you've been using your Spotify, go to 2017wrapped.com. Mm-hmm. Up next, we have Black Girl Lit, and the lit is for literature. Kristen, who have you brought to us today? Today we have Nayira Wahid. She's been featured on Black Lit, Black Girl Lit already. Um, but this one was in response to her social media engagement this past week. Uh, well, past week and a half. Um, and I saw her posting a lot, and I love almost everything she posts. Her poetry is Kristen so- has like over eleven thousand likes on her Twitter. Like you liked have over eleven thousand tweets. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. All I do is scroll, like, retweet, and then talk. <laughs> she's naive. Um, but yeah, so Nayira Wahid, like, she's been on fire with her social media engagement and i'm like what is this like this is more than usual and mm-hmm. um as i was saying her poetry is so impactful it's like it's very curative it's very distinct it's very like it's just very touching mm-hmm. like it touches your heart i don't know and it, i feel like it's always the right words right mm-hmm. and their her poems are short and still they're just I mean, the the power of words, I swear, to be so short, to be concise, and to be so heavy-hitting is amazing to me. And I feel like she is a master in it all. Um, I've heard numerous poets read their work, and I've heard, and I've read the work of numerous poets, poets, excuse me. But I feel like her style is so very distinct, and I say this without even having heard her. Like, I've never heard her speak, not that I know of. Um, so you can tell she uses her words very, very intentionally. Um, so with all of that being said, I'll tell you what I came upon that actually touched me and I was like, wow, so let me read more. And it starts off saying, you will be lost and unlost over and over again. Relax, love. You are meant to be this glorious, epic story. Like, do you know how many layers? Okay. So every, every pause was a period, Mm -hmm. but it was written as a sentence. So it was like all flowing. Mm -hmm. You'll be lost and unlost. Like, 
that's the cycle of life. Mm-hmm. You know, you things will happen, things will change. You will be um, at work maybe and feel dissatisfied with something, and so you're like, oh, I'm lost in this thing. Or, and then you'll figure it out and then you're like, okay, I, I found myself. I'm all unlost. Mm-hmm. Or you can be in school and writing a thesis and like, oh, I'm going completely wrong direction. Or I'm not, I don't have a direction at all. I am lost. <laughs> my life. <laughs> Shout outs to me because <laughs> I was in the same place. Didn't start my thesis till what, like December? Um, well, <laughs> did I have a thesis? Stop. <laughs> so I feel like there's so many things in life like people have children people have siblings people have like there's so many facets and factors of life and it's just like is she's telling you about a cycle that's happening over and over again and then she says relax love like relax chill, chill, calm, because down. it's gonna happen it's going to happen inevitably like it's, right that's what life is so you stressing yourself out about it doesn't change the fact that there will be loss and you will be lost but you will be unlost, aka found. And you will exactly and you will you would become unlost. It's just amazing. And um the ending, you were meant to be this glorious, epic story. Just the first of all, if you were meant to be this glorious, reads as a sentence. Mm-hmm. It's like you were meant to be popping. Right. You were meant to be beautiful and bountiful and on life fleek. is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But then she says glorious, period, epic, period. Epic, mm-hmm. huge, long, epic, min- like larger than life, magnanimous, right. magnanimous. Yes, you gotta <laughs> use your words, okay. And then story, as in like there is a beginning and there's an end, mm-hmm. you know. And along that and way, there's, there's a whole bunch in between. All the stuff is in between, but just know, like glorious, epic story, like you are providing something to the world that nobody else can. Like your story mm-hmm. is so distinct, your story is so epic, your story is so glorious. You have to relax and you have to let that cycle happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that t- touched me because you know, especially in this transition, I feel like we always talk about transition, transition from podcast, from radio show to podcast, transition from um, Massachusetts to back to New York transition from being in my own space in Mm -hmm. school to being in a place where I'm like, how do I find me time? And me time can look like meditation on a train Mm -hmm. or me time can look like taking a walk in New York city with my headphones. But me time back at school was me going to take a nap, you know? So looking at that transition, (laughs) she fell out. So (laughs) looking at that transition and, and just being able to grapple with it. And so I, I saw that and I was like, Oh, this definitely pertains to me and i feel like mm-hmm. a lot of her poetry is able to do that um unfortunately we did not record on monday so um y'all did not get the chance to get the free books but she was advocate um advocating is it advocating i think i got the wrong word she was like basically posting a bunch mm-hmm. saying like oh i have free books free books for the community mm-hmm. free global kindle download event mm-hmm. um so her her book salt and her book I will pronounce this wrong. Nejma, N-E-J-M-A. Um, so it was from, from the time that she was posting up until Tuesday, December 5th. Um, but I think it's worth the buy. She's a phenomenal um, poet. Support black business. Support black business. And I really think that, you know, to, to drop some money on this type of inspirational, you know, piece of work mm-hmm. is... So many people are putting out stuff that we're buying that are toxic. Right. And this thing is not. The- and to know that she actually was like free books for the community. Like here, right. here, read, right. understand, learn, grow, flourish. Right. Let, let her get some coin at the same time. Right. You know? 
So yes, that's that's my black girl lit for the day. Okay, okay. What we got? I think we could go right into this one just because it's it's so it speaks to the same exact thing as the I got it from my mama, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking about how my mom sort of gave him, gave me things like discernment, hope. Um, we're in the Advent season in the Christian calendar, mm-hmm. um, depending on um, what type of faith um, background you all believe in. But ultimately, we're in this time of waiting and patience. Like, it is cold outside. It is winter here in New York City. We are expectantly waiting for, you know, springtime to come and things like that. <laughs> Soon as um, right. Um, and so in that same vein, it's knowing when it's your time to step in and step out. Even when, you know, things get cold, even when things, you know, get distant, even when things get dark and gloomy. Um, side note, women, y'all need to be getting y'all doses of vitamin D. Are you getting your vitamin D? Son? You need... No, like, yeah, yeah, that type of vitamin oh, D. Like, Girl. No, yeah, like your I vitamin. Mean, you was talking about lip service earlier, <laughs> so like, my eyes no, open big, big, not big. not type of that. Like, your yeah, actual vitamin D, like, supplement. Like, yeah. make sure that you guys are getting that because women tend to, you know, lose that a lot more, mm-hmm. and especially because we don't have access to the sun as much, at least up here. It, during the wintry um, weather... Yes. It is best that you're getting as many of those supplements as well, whether it be through a multivitamin or through a vitamin D emulsion drops. Try and take those yeah, that as often as possible. Like, take it every day, multiple times a day if you can, because it helps your moods. Mm-hmm. And knowing Seasonal women, we were right? talking about hormones and things like that, like women's hormonal systems go are fluctuating at all times um just naturally and so you want to make sure that you can combat and even that out but going back to this i got it from my mama um it's sort of like the same thing holding on to a hopeful hopeful spirit that things will happen not how you intend it to be but how it should happen Mm -hmm. same thing like what naira was just saying in um the poetry um the season is the season of advent or expectation so waiting for the coming of something great and then that leads to the being able to wait and having patience. Uh, it, it's, it's so necessary to have that expectation of seeking something, of getting something, of grasping what is truly yours out there in the world. Okay. But in order to grasp, you have to learn how to grasp. You have mm-hmm. to learn how to stretch out. You have to humble yourself as also allow yourself to have that waiting and patient spirit in order to take what's truly yours. Because maybe your time is just not now. And that's something that my mom always told me, like, you can wait. Which is so funny because after undergrad, it, it felt like immediately like, okay, well, you're going into school. Like, you're going right back to school. That was the expectation. Mm-hmm. And no, I can wait. And then I can be able to, you know, think about where I want to go. have a, Make a more informed choice. Take that season to then make the best decision for you when that next season comes. And so thinking about this and how my mom has shown me this and through her actions, not only through her words, but through her actions, um, her mom, my mom waited to have me. My mom had me later on in life. Like she knew why she did that. Like that it is what it is. My mom waited to purchase a place that she calls her own. My mom waited to pay off her car before even thinking about even fathoming the idea of buying a new one, which she's still not even sure if she want to do that. My mom waited. My mom had discernment over me choosing things that I wanted to do, even though in the beginning it was, oh, I'm going to make these plans. Like, 
knowing what's yours to plan, what's someone else's to plan, and then whatever higher power you believe in that's ultimately going to guide that way. Um, and now my mom is expectantly waiting for me to have children. Wow. She spoke, about, she, she spoke about it when I was like, she was like, wow. yeah. She said, I cannot wait um, for Aww. you to be married and have kids. I was like, Aww. my lady, what? She said, that's what I want to see. I was, I was like, Aww. oh, that's what you want to see now? Okay, cool. Um, Lord, as well as going back to school, yeah, man, working with them and then thinking about having my own. Mm. But in all things, we must wait. We must prepare and then we, and we must wait. And so not to just sit there as a, as my mom would call a langulala goose and just sitting there waiting for something to come for you. <laughs> yes. I've never heard that. Yes, life. that's that's another one. Um, but just sitting there and thinking that you're gonna let time pass by and then something's gonna come for you. No, you're preparing in that time. You're allowing you're allowing that time to to pass, but using it effectively in order to reap what it is that you've already sown. So everyone, sow your seeds. So not those type of seeds, Jesus. Well, <laughs> you're just talking about waiting to have listen, children. Please listen, don't. listen. I mean, if you're not, if you're ready, then, then do what sow you gotta your seed. Do. But remember, if you're not ready, it's not the time to sow them seeds because them seeds cost money. Right, all uh, of them, all type of seed cost money. <laughs> so yes, that's what I got from my mama. Well, <clears throat> mine is short and sweet, and it pertains to the. The theme that has been threaded throughout my segments, um, my portion of the segments, um, and that is everybody that does laugh and talk with you is not your friend. Whoops. And that's just it. Like, everybody that's smiling and talking in your face, everybody that's kikiing with you is not your friend. It's nice and cute to talk to everybody, and it's nice to- It's not. To interact, but- It's not cute. You- oh. <laughs> Because uh, why am I wasting my- wanna... But why am I wasting my breath on people- Because you never know who you can make- there. You can yeah. you never know who can become your friend, but sometimes you have to. That's that you do need discernment to figure out is this person really my friend just because they're laughing and they're skinning their teeth with me and they think do do they know anything about me? Mm -hmm. Do they know how I respond to certain things happening in my life? Do they know about things happening in my life? Mm -hmm. Do they know how to make me cheer up? Do they know what makes me sad? Do they mm -hmm. know what would be the most monumental thing in my life? Like those type of things are important. Like. I don't know. I just feel like I've always been very attuned, if that's the right mm -hmm. word, to what I to what my friends I know what I the friends that I consider close mm -hmm. I, to what they need, what they want, what would make them happy, those type mm -hmm. of stuff. And I mean, you don't got to be existential with every one of your friends, but I feel like there is a deeper le level than just sitting there kiki and like jokes and just show showing like deeper yeah you just gotta, there's a time and place for everything right. and it can't just be a time to laugh right because <laughs> where's the substance wh where's the substance exactly so yeah everybody does laugh and talk with you everybody's skin and teeth in your face everybody it's not even only about laughing and talking with you but everybody that is around you it could be daily that mm -hmm. does not mean that they are your friend mm -hmm. so yes you i, I don't know all, exactly the steps to get to figure it out but I feel like you, it's instinctual and yeah, you, you definitely know. should go with your gut. Um, sometimes your mom calls it out before you get it, your parent or somebody close to you calls it out. But definitely listen to those voices because there's some people out here that are users. Mm -hmm. All right, next. Mm -hmm. With that, we're going <laughs> to 
I think we should take a little break. Yeah. We'll take a little break, y'all. We just gave y'all a lot of words of wisdom, courtesy of the takeover. And so we'll be right back. Tuning into our segments only in NYC. Only. In NYC. Listen, y'all, we always talking about the train, but something's always going on on the train in NYC. I feel like we always on the train. I was talking to somebody about it. I was like, I spend three hours on the train every day, whether I like it or not. Sometimes more. It's a waste of time. I mean, I was also talking about it with somebody on my way home, and I was like, not on my way home, on my way here. And I was like, I mean, I end up listening to music i end up reading i end up taking a little nap i guess like i try and use the time as constructively yeah, as possible I, yeah i feel you but you, when it's you a packed train use, yeah you can you use can it constructively not. you can do things i try to work on my phone i'm not trying to pull out my laptop and but i feel like that i could be more productive if i pulled out my laptop and i feel like yeah you can't really do much because mm-hmm. but yeah you, the thing is you try to make it as as impactful and as you know good as it can get but i feel like it's just not the gr- it's not the greatest atmosphere to be productive mm, not at all to be just a regular human being i don't know what kind of social construct this is but it's trash mm-hmm. think about it like tons of people just packed up like sardines in a space mm-hmm. you want to know what that caused me what? today too so i when we when we were thinking about recording because we thought we was recording on monday um i had prepared something to say and that was that this man on this packed train pushed his penis into my arm. Because I was sitting down at the side of the train. You know, when you get the end seat, so you get the little bar thing, mm-hmm. and I had my hand on it. On the new train. This man was literally, like, humping my leg. My, I said my leg. Humping my arm. Like, legitimately humping my arm. I was tight. That's absolutely disgusting. And so I elbowed him in his whatever it was, really. <laughs> Because, like, have you no respect? Like, I understand the train is packed, but that's exactly when they use their time to do some sadistic. Yeah. Like, that just got me so tight. And then today I was on a packed train, and this old dude walks up behind me, behind me, and it's like, he was literally just, like, up on me, like his genitalia was in my back. Have you no, like... Cooth. Like, come on. But that's what I'm saying. That I feel like the environment of the train is like very and don't get me wrong, it's not the environment that is allowing yeah, no. men people gonna people do what they're gonna to, do to, whenever they're to gonna be, do. Yeah, it. to be um committed sexual assault against people. However, comma, they feeling real bold when they yeah. in that they feel type of train and they enabled, yes, because people are so close together and you just figure that it's your time because I cannot move. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like it works for them and their um, disgusting ways. And I feel like that's the part that I hate about the train the most. And that the fact that it happened twice within two weeks, like really gets me tight because New York City trains has been effing up a lot. And it's like, 
I know there's always going to be a delay, but mm-hmm. with delays come packed train um platforms. Mm-hmm. With packed train platforms, it become packed pack trains. trains. And then I got people over here brushing up against me. So you know when it happened to me both mm-hmm. times, I was really like aggressive about it. Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't have to happen, and that's right. the thing that pissed me off. Like, and like we got to understand the dynamics mm-hmm. of this. But anyways, yeah. speaking of packed trains, they about to cut off this service, well, y'all. Exactly. So now you know people are gonna be rushing to wherever they gotta go before twelve thirty. Yo, imagine New Year's Eve in this. Nah, they can't nah, do it bro. before New Year's Eve. There's no way. Nobody's coming home till next morning. So what? I'm gonna have to stay at my establishment wherever yeah. I am till seven o'clock. Yeah, you're gonna see daylight in wherever you went to your bashment. What is this? Because so I can't go home if I wanted to. Go I mean, home. you could Uber. Oh. I don't got the Uber money's like that, but on New Year's Eve, Eve? you know that surge gonna be on like ten point one times. Yo, ain't nobody got time. Yo, so apparently they trying to cut off this service by around like twelve thirty or something on the most um on like most um train platforms and most train services, and they're supposed to ease up the congestion and allow for people to you know want to get home early or get to whatever whatever destination they're gonna go to. But I have some questions. For example. Um, do we not, does the trains not connect to any other, you know, types of public transportation? Henceforth, if you need to get on a Penn Station train, um, an overnight train, or you need to get onto a Port Authority bus at a certain time, you mean to tell me that I got to be there by... 12 in order to ensure I could get on a one o'clock, two o'clock bus. Because guess what? People don't have the Uber money. People don't have taxi money. People don't have cars like that to be getting to these other destinations. And that, that is more what time the train wasted. is supposed to use. Yeah. But then they go say, I saw something that they, they literally put a plan accordingly. Like, what plan? Plan of, like, you supposed to accommodate your schedule because you know that they're going to be trash. I mean, this is a city that don't sleep. And you know what? When they said that they well, were they sleeping down, because obviously their stuff is not working. So somebody was sleeping somewhere because I'm dead. it's off. It's off. It's just not working properly. My thing is, if you actually, if we are the city that doesn't sleep, right? But we still got these train issues. Something has to give. So I assume that maybe it's the best thing possible for them to shut off the train service and figure it out. But twelve o'clock is too early for me. 12 o'clock is too early. So in these so in these 12 o'clock hours, what are they going to be doing? Are they sending out people to do more of this track work that they keep saying that they're see. always doing? Because that's going to get so irritating once, you know, the summer months, spring months come back along and people are going to want to be outside longer and certain things are going to have them out longer and you're still cutting things off at 1231 o'clock. Trash. New York City, whoever's in charge of the MTA commissioner, whatever you call that highest person in that office, get it together, please. I'm done. This is a mini gathering. But anyways, speaking of the gathering, we have a big gathering here. That Listen, y'all, this one is hitting close to home because I feel like we've been talking a lot about, you know, celebrities or public figures that have just been doing all sorts of wrong things. But this one is when your own people be doing it. It don't even matter in what sort of high place of power. There are tons of people that are always like this. Mm-hmm. So, yep. who are we gathering today, Kristen? All the users, all of them. Users, all of them. abusers, mm. all of you. So, our friend, Anise, um, our friend from college, Christine's friend from high school, mm-hmm. she tweeted um, 
something that really just I'm telling you, I, I feel like the universe just like speaks to me all at one time. It's like everything start connecting. But Anise had tweeted, if people taking if people are taking advantage of your selflessness makes you selfish, is that a terrible thing? Mm-hmm. If so, what is a more appropriate response to being used? Like, first of all, why are you being used? Like who who gave someone the authority? to use you you understand so that already like it to me is problematic but since i was going through a similar thing which i was describing a few mm-hmm. um i was like oh i got the perfect answer for this because i had to figure it out myself so i was like does it make you selfish that you that like if people are taking advantage of your selflessness makes you selfish does it that does your selflessness excuse me does people taking advantage of your selflessness make you selfish because you don't want to basically be used by them. Mm-hmm. No, you're not selfish for that. Like, and I think the appropriate response to being used, as I tweeted, was, um, if it, it varies, and I mean it varies on the type of person that you're dealing with and how they are using you. But one, stop giving time and attention and unpaid labor because that's what using is. You're not paying me for my time. You're not giving me anything in response for my time. What is your use value? value. Okay. And um, as I said, don't respond to future ask of the person, whether it's spoken or unspoken, because part of being used is like sometimes people don't even express what they want, but they expect you to do it. Mm -hmm. And speak to the person because sometimes they may not even realize. Now, if it's somebody that you actually believe in, trust, feel strongly about, you know, maybe it's worth a conversation. Especially if you're like, okay, we have this great history together, but it's just one thing that they keep using me for. So I feel like it varies what is how they're using you, how much, why, all those type of things, those those factors. But definitely just making sure that to 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 cut that off because you also have a lot of things going on. This world is not easy. Ain't nothing to cut that right. off. Right. And as I said previously to this um this tweet, I had I Anissa's tweet, I had tweeted, I got users all around me. They better cut me a check, okay? Because they not paying me. And basically the story is um, somebody had asked me to do them a favor. I'm not going to go in depth, but this person was very close to me for a long time. Elementary school, boom, okay? Mm-hmm. And I had done favors even in times when I was going through the utmost trash in college. Mm-hmm. Like up until college. Like So literally doing favors probably from about junior high school to college and i'm talking about three jobs writing a thesis which as i said before i didn't start it on time because i had misdirection from a former advisor i was um i was like in the midst of like some stuff going on my family and my grandma had passed away like months before um i had you know you get papers on papers on papers you have homework on homework this person did not even call me to be like how are you doing Mm. what is a way that i can help you like, I mean, that simple how are you doing question would have been mm-hmm. like, okay, this is what this person is going through. Maybe I cannot even reach out to, to ask whether you can help me. Mm-hmm. And that's something I actually learned at work too because they talk about feedback. And before you give feedback, you ask them, are you in a good place to get feedback? Are you in a good place to help me? Like, how about that? How mm-hmm. about you be considerate and be like, okay, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and legitimately and earnestly and genuinely feel that and ask that question. And I feel like that was never asked to me. And I, I feel so stupid because I was like, 
umpteen years and that question has never been asked of me. But when that person pulls up in my DMs, in my text messages, in my call log, I'm answering and I'm delivering, mm -hmm. basically. And I like partially is me like, okay, this person needs like the service that I can provide is not necessarily something that they have been able to get from other people. Like it's not readily accessible exactly. from other people. So places. I was like, maybe I'm that person for them and that's okay. But then not when you and this is when I realized it. Not when I got stuff going for me, you're not celebrating me or you're not like forget asking me how I'm doing. I'm literally verbally, expressively, like socially like sharing how much I'm doing. Yeah. I am on a podcast with somebody. Mm -hmm. Like we had a GoFundMe. Right. And I need money. Like duh. Mm -hmm. It's still Drop open, me. by the way. GoFundMe.com Go slash the take the dash takeover dash has dash taken dash off. Okay. So I'm like, I posted this all over social media, no response. I slid in the DMs, no response. Interesting. I slid in the text messages, no response. Interesting. No coins dropped in the GoFundMe account. Okay. No listens to the episode oh, that wow. I have seen. Wow. So I'm like, do this person really support me or do they use me? Because I never really had a service that I wanted this person to provide. Provide. So, but now I'm like, but support, I, but support. Right. Where's the support? True. Support me so I can support you. Right. Like, and so I just feel like. It was just disgusting. Like, I'm, I was literally in final season. Final season. And this person asked me to read over their stuff. Your senior year. My senior year. After you just gave birth to something called the thesis. It wasn't, it wasn't that um, semester, but um, I was giving birth to a lot of other papers. Oh. Lengthy ones of that. Oh. And I just felt like, it's my final season too, boo. Like, What yeah. are you doing? So, I don't know. I just, I mean, shade... All the shade. Because I just yeah. felt like this person, I felt like this person would be closer to me mm -hmm. just because I knew this person for so long. And I was like, wow, this is really unexpected for this person not to support me. So that really made me like think about how I'm giving my time to others without them giving me that time back or giving me that support back because mm -hmm. that's most important. Now when I got, I'm over here juggling job, I got siblings, I got to make sure I'm making sure my mom is okay, making sure all of that stuff is going on, making sure we run this podcast as smoothly as possible. You can't even take a listen or you can't even do a share. Right. Me. You can't even rate me. On iTunes, yeah, rate me. Yeah, like, comment, subscribe, okay. all of that. But yeah, it's just very important for you to see what's your circle looking like, who's around you, and how much they're taking out of you without pouring mm -hmm. back into you. Speaking of that, I was trying to respond the same day that Kristen had responded to the tweet, and then my phone died. Okay. And so I was you know, when my phone dies, I began mad upset because I'm like, yo, I'm in the midst of something. It was so good, and then I'm not gonna find it back because it's not safe nowhere. But then I took some time to write it again. And shout outs to Okima Moore. She reposted a, an a uh, a video that reminded me of what you were discussing. Wow. And it was basically talking about like if people aren't able to view you prioritizing yourself as preserving yourself mm -hmm. to love others, mm -hmm. then they aren't your friend. They're not your friend. Kristen always reminds me that your cup must be running over in order for you to truly give to others. But what happens when you're dried up due to your self selflessness? Um, and I wrote like I'm learning how to be a conditional lover in the seasons where I see myself running on e. Conditional mm -hmm. keywords. And that's that that's what came from um the video mm -hmm. and and then it's like setting boundaries. With with everyone allows for unconditional love to be exuded to those who truly deserve it. So everyone cannot 
and this goes right back to the lip service live situation. It's all connected. Everyone cannot get all parts of you. That's that's not period. how. No, period. Like point blank. Period. Sharing yourself with so many people, um, and this is not to to come back at the person that wants to give so much. This is not a bash to you. This is not a gathering for you. This is a gathering for everyone. Because guess what? There are sometimes when there are people who are users who are getting. They're oftentimes users because they're being abused in other places, but. That doesn't call for you to then yeah. do what do unto others as you would want them to do that unto you. That like, like hurt people, hurt people, and right. I like I get it, but also like if uh, so, we always gonna all we just always gonna be hurt, right? No, right. You, there has to be a way to rectify, and you can't just go around hurting people because you're hurt. Hurt, yeah. And so with that, it's just sort of understanding. Preserve yourself. We were talking about this all the time. Preserve, preserve your spirit. Call, go to things when you when you need them. Go to the right people when you need them. Don't always feel like you have to reach out to the same person all the time because they have all the answers and they'll be able to give you everything that you ever hoped and desired. Sometimes you have to find that stuff within yourself. And going back to earlier, sometimes you have to be patient and allow yourself to learn some of the skills that you're seeking from this other person. Because it's not that you're not capable. It's Mm -hmm. just that this person has shown you to be capable. But wouldn't it be so lovely if you could also figure out how to do it your own self hmm. and then be able to have that person support you and not do for you? Um, and so allowing yourself to be self-sufficient while still be able to call on help when you need it and then be able to, you know, return the favor. Who doesn't want somebody to scratch right. their back? And it doesn't even have to be something huge. As you no. were saying, you were actually saying this to me before um, – we had that meeting with Drew mm-hmm. um, in preparation for what's going on in 2018. Mm. Um, and you were, you were like, sometimes it's just a simple, like, thank you. Right. Like a simple thank you. I appreciate, appreciate what you it. have done, what you continue to do. Um, here's a token of my appreciation. It doesn't right. have to be something big, just something thoughtful. Right. Just so you know, like, that person didn't just walk away and was like, okay, give me, give me, give me, I'm gone. Right. But, like, you sincerely are happy to know that this person is not only in your life but in your life in a way that's that's so like that you're eternal like you're going to be grateful for it because th- as Kristen was saying before your life is a glorious epic story but that story comes to an end at one point in the time and you don't want anybody to you want to ever want to sit somewhere and ever have to second guess whether your story was glorious because of somebody else okay you wasted your time with somebody else that I mean, this is in a lot of different fac- factors mm. and facets of life, but mm-hmm. okay. But just know that you're, people are adding to your story as much as you're adding to it as well, and you want people to be able to speak on your story even after your your book is closed, you know? And so be able to be... I'm not saying you have to be cookie-cutter in everybody's book because some people are just not going to see you like that. But the people that you want to see, you want them to see you in a certain light, show them who you really are instead of asking so much from them and you're not giving and replenishing in return so yeah what a word feels good i'm refreshed you're refreshed Mm. replenished how you feel i'm actually a little tired i went to my holiday party last night how was it you was it was nice turning up i was really cute and i i okay so you got pics you got pics i didn't get pics um actually there's i think one person took a picture you got pics I think one person. Okay, I need. To, I want to see pics. My shoes are cute. But, <laughs> okay, but yeah, so I the the party started at seven. I got into my house at seven thirty. A.M.s. The party started at seven p.m. I got into my oh, house at seven thirty p.m.s. I had to get dressed, then I left. It was just a mess. But, <laughs> but yes, um, we're gonna do a quick last two segments. 
right here. Yes, quick, 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 quick. Up next is Black Women Can and Can, but we will. And is we finna breastfeed y'all. Wow, wow, wow. Who's breastfeeding who? Not me. <laughs> I'm not ready for all of that yet. Um, but there was this amazing spread done of some black women who were in a, it seemed like it was like a waterfall type place. Some, mm-hmm. Somewhere luscious in the forest, you know, nature. And natural. Yeah, it's quite mm-hmm. natural. And these women were sitting there just giving their their young their young children some some breast milk you know and i it often made me think about just the politics behind the black woman's body and thinking about where it can and cannot be clothed and unclothed so we were we started out the episode (laughs) watching some you know strippers yeah exotic dancers and so i was thinking about like the black the black female body is allowed to you know be its full self there in certain extent but yet that same body can't sit down and and give his child some milk like can it not in some peace and quiet like and so to have like these it was at least like seven or eight women just sitting down being able to just commune together in that in that pose it's a lot for the strength of knowing like i am giving life to something Mm -hmm. it also reminded me of like the generational of women of giving you know like sort of like Someone's taking from you, taking from you, taking from you. Black women are always being taken from, taken from, taken from. And then the last people they're able to give to is their own kids sometimes. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. And like since since back in the days, like the, the black woman was giving breast, breast milk, milk to, to the, the white, white people, people before she was giving it to her own. She didn't right. even have anything left for the baby. The baby was sucking and couldn't 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 even feed off of her. So just, and then just thinking about that symbolically, like constantly giving, giving the idea of like domestic work and it's starting with black women and being able to, you know, provide a service and then uh, a service that was indelible to certain places and yet was not given its highest esteem or even to this day is sometimes frowned upon when you see a black woman, you know, caretaking for, you know, white kids in nearby Central Park, for example, um, something that my mother used to have to do back in the day to make a little bit of extra money on the side. Um, but as soon as we see, you know, the white man or the white woman or the black man taking care of their kids, it's like exceptionalism. Oh, my God, look at them. They're doing so great. Like, whereas with the black woman, oh, why she can't get an actual job? Like, dude, she's giving life. She's giving caretake. She's caretaking for the future of this society no matter how grim and bleak the society is so when we finally see her being able to give some time to her own children we need to pay that respect where respect is due and so i was so happy to see that beautiful serene ethereal photo she put together all types of natural it's like that's how it should be the water's flowing naturally right and my breast milk is flowing naturally and my skin is glistening take it that's how it is and i'm gonna give it to mine as it should be. So, yes. And on that note, I just have to say that the world is in need of net neutrality. Listen, y'all. Um, basically, net neutrality is... Neut- Am I saying the word right? Neutrality, mm-hmm. yes. Um, it's just the, the, the ability to have free internet, the access to, to unfettered internet. Right. And so, a lot of cable companies and, like, big phone companies are trying to... Um, basically 
unravel the laws that are basically holding this thing together, saying that we do indeed need um, net neutrality. Net neutrality is actually one of the things that fuel, that help us fuel Black Lives Matter movement, mm -hmm. the movement for black lives, um, and a bunch of other social media phenomena that have been happening. Hashtag me too. Businesses, all of these things, like businesses that are booming off of Instagram. Like, let's think about it. If we did not have net neutrality, People could have easily, these big consumer, um, not big consumers, these big companies could have easily been like, I don't like this content, done away with it. Or monopolize and just right. take them Mono and swallow exactly. them whole. Exactly. Like an old Rockefeller state. Right, so it's like, I'm going to make your site slow, or I'm going to make your whatever slow. Unreachable. Unreachable, and so the only thing that they can access is mine. Right. So they're literally... Diverting the traffic. Yes, they're able to control all of that, and... For me, specifically thinking about how people have joined together, have mobilized using the internet, using Facebook groups, using Instagram, using Twitter to just like get words out. I feel like I don't want anybody to cut what people have to say. Yeah. Because at that point, then what, 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 where are we, America? Mm -hmm. Where are we, United States? Yeah. Like, I feel like if it wasn't for net neutrality, we wouldn't have been able to, to even like identify how much like black people have been disenfranchised and marginalized, in the States, like how just disgusting police brutality is and how pervasive it is. Like literally all those videos. And I know there's certain, certain um companies, certain social media brands that take them down, take the videos down mm -hmm. of somebody being shot or whatever case may be. And sometimes it's a lot. It's psychologically it's, it's too much, mm -hmm. quite frankly, but it's something that's saying, okay, this is actually happening and we need to be aware of it in order to fix it. And so if somebody else was in control of that to say, okay, well, we don't need it. Uh, I don't like this video, so I'm taking it down or I'm making it slow or I'm making it unreachable, as you were saying before, then these type of things would not get out. And I feel like we need to actively, as black people who have benefited from it a lot, as marginalized folk who have benefited from it a ton, mm -hmm. um, we definitely should be the ones that are calling our um, local congressmen and women and being like, okay, what mm -hmm. are we going to do about this? How do we fix this? We are not going to go forth. I believe the date is December 14th with this net Which neutrality killing on. plan that the um, FCC will That's have to next vote Thursday. on. Exactly. So... Um, you can tell your members of Congress. Let me tell you how you could do that. Um, you could go to act.freepress.net. Oh, there's a lot of stuff. We should actually post this. We'll post but, um, it. But yeah, just like call in, write your name, sign petitions. These things are very important because honestly, think about think about podcasting culture too. Like it, it would block a lot of things, you know. Just thinking about how mainstream media already misrepresents our people always does it just to know what voices are being heard and which ones aren't. There's another way for you to literally block people from using something that's free and open and open access. Like that's all being taken away from people who honestly do not have the resources in order to use anything that needs to be directly funded or have the social, what says financial capital, um, in order to make their voices right. be heard. And so by allowing themselves to use these different outlets that have, been preserved and been able to you know you can mobilize people in a minute's notice with twitter with a twitter mm -hmm. post with a face facebook events used to be litty when it was time for black friday and you didn't want no black people to use their money on a friday but believe you was making that facebook event and reminding people do not 
spend your coin. Um, when we had things like such as the indigenous folk, we talked about this earlier in one of our other episodes, being able to tell the full story, the true story, mm-hmm. um, rather than having, you know, big media outlets sort of like divert the attention or divert traffic Literally. to what they wanted you right. to know and what sh- and also the concealing of certain things. So telling you what you shouldn't know. Um by blocking certain websites and then telling you what you should know. Now you're own you're you're taking away the diversification of um receiving information. It's kinda like saying like, okay, forget all these textbooks. We're just gonna use this one source. And that where where do you, where do you have the idea you're taking away the idea of like freedom of ideas freedom of expression freedom of opinion like allow for people to say what they need to say and say it the way they want to say it as opposed to where you think it should be said by blocking people only for your economic gains um it's crazy i feel like it all it all goes in tandem because we have people that i mean now they're calling these mobile mobilizers these people that are literally activists like they're calling them or black identity extremists. And that's the government with another tactic to basically shut the voices up of people that actually care about us. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to, we're letting it happen. Well, not letting it happen, but Mm -hmm. we need to not let it happen. Um, because it's, you see it from the FBI and now to like big companies like AT, AT&T, AT&T and they, that we pouring money into so we can use that their we, services. And that we end up being the service men and women and this who is are what they the doing streets, to us. Okay. putting together their service for others. So, yeah, net neutrality, y'all. If y'all don't know about it, go look at it. You know, savetheinternet.com. We'll post a little bit of more things as the week goes by, but... That's where we'd like to end. And, of course, you know, if you want to go watch your your videos on YouTube and, you know, go see Gigi Maguire go and do her last dance, then, of course, you got to make sure that the internet does not get closed. So, with that, what we we finna do? We are tuning out of The Takeover with Kristen and Christine. Bye, y'all.